As you got your Bibles, I'm going to take you to two passages. First uh, Samuel 23, chapter 23, and verse 26 is where we're going to look, and then also Deuteronomy 8.2. So First Samuel 23, 26, and then also Deuteronomy 8.2. What I want to share with you, uh, I, had, um, I had something happen this Friday. I need to probably start writing these things down, um, first-time things that happened to me in jail or prison. Uh, let me explain that for a moment, okay? Uh, I go into the jails and prisons preaching the gospel and sharing the love of Christ with them. I do have a badge. I go in, I come out. Thank the Lord for that. Um, but uh, one thing, I went into Immokalee Jail this Friday, and when I went in there, I looked into the room, and the room where I normally have my Bible study class, the men were in there watching a movie. So I, I, I thought, oh my, this doesn't look good. Uh, so I went in, and, and the uh, sergeant said, um, what are we going to do with those men? And uh, he said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to shut off the movie, and they're all going to stay in for Bible study. <laughs> now, praise the Lord for that. But if looks could kill, I wouldn't be here today. I'm telling you, they were piercing me with their eyes. Uh, they did not like it one bit. So I go in, and I thought, what am I going to do? <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, last week I was backup for pastor at the beach. And the Lord said, you got backup message, which was a salvation message. So I'm preaching the gospel to them. I'm telling you, heads down. They were not looking at me. They would get up, go get a drink of water. I'm telling you, the devil was there moving big time. But what the amazing thing was, I went ahead and present the gospel no, the whole group didn't get saved, okay? I just want to let you know that. But at the end is what God did. And at the end of it, I had a young man who seen me, and he said, Mr. Steve, you remember me? That's always dangerous words. You remember me. Uh, it was some young men that were juveniles when I was going into the juvenile facility, and they said, do you remember me? And the next words they said is, can you still do thumb push-ups? And uh, so, you know, that was a challenge right there. Um, and I said, I hope I can. <laughs> but anyway, I got down, and, that, and that's what began to break the ice. And God just began to use that. And at the end, those men were coming up and shaking my hand and thanking me for coming. Now, Steve can't do that. Steve can't, but God can. And uh, I was just praising him, hey, the whole Immokalee jail got to hear the good news of the gospel Friday. Amen. So I just praise the Lord for the opportunities. I don't know why he gives me those opportunities, but I'm thankful for him, and I praise his name for it. What I want to do here and, and share with you here this morning is um, I have, as I'm reading my Bible through, and, uh, and I shared a little bit with, of this with, uh, with you on some, some other sermons, but God has been bringing a word to my attention for almost six months now. Almost six months. Matter of fact, this morning, 
in my Bible reading, the word was there. No, I'm not looking for passage of scriptures that has that word, okay? God keeps bringing it to my attention. And uh, he's bringing it to my attention for a reason. The word is this, wilderness. The word wilderness. I looked this up. The word wilderness appears 294 times in the Bible. You, you think God has something to tell us about the wilderness? I believe he does. You know, the wilderness, uh, the children of Israel, for instance, the children of Israel, there's wilderness wanderings. And these wilderness wanderings, there's a lot that they can do and that they will do. Matter of fact, uh, these wilderness, they'll test us. They'll strengthen our faith. Um, these wilderness wanderings will take us to a place where God wants us to get more intimate relationship with him. These wilderness wanderings that God puts in our lives, he has a purpose for it. And the purpose is, is someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior he wants them to come to know him in an intimate, personal relationship. So whether you're here today and you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, hold on to your top hat because he's maybe getting ready to take you into the wilderness. And that wilderness, uh, you know, I, and I don't want to paint a picture of the wilderness as doom and gloom. It can be. The wilderness can be dry. The wilderness can be desolate. The wilderness can be disappointing. The wilderness can be dark. And also that wilderness can be discouraging. You say, prove it to me. I'm glad you say that. First Kings, First Kings, we're looking at the prophet of Elijah. And the prophet Elijah, remember when he went under the juniper tree and he said, God, take my life? You know where he was? He was in the wilderness. He was in the wilderness then. Where did he come from? He just came from a great victory in his life. Right? He just he killed the prophets of Baal, and the fire came down from heaven, and God showed that he was God to the people. Man, great things happened, but hold on. Now he's going into the wilderness. And so the wilderness can be a dry, dark, discouraging, disappointing place, but the wilderness can also be a place where God uses it greatly to help us in our lives. Let me go to 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse number 26. I'm just going to read you one verse. This is where all this developed. This is where God began. This is the first place that God showed me in his word as I was reading about wilderness. Right here in verse number, um, well, let me start in 25. And Saul also and his men went to seek him, and they told David, wherefore he came down into a rock, and look at this, and abode in the wilderness of Manoah. And when Saul heard that, he pursued after David in the wilderness of Manoah. Verse 26, and Saul went on this side of the mountain, and David and his men on that side of the mountain. And David made haste to get away for fear of Saul. For Saul and his men compassed David and his men round about to take them. The first place here, Saul, we know the story, Saul is after David. He's after him. He's, he's going to kill him. He, he knows that David is going to take the throne, and so he is trying to take care of David in, in his own fleshly way, and he's, he's pursuing David. David is running, literally running from um, 
from Saul, and he goes to, God leads him to the wilderness. The next passage of Scripture is Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 8.2. And this is what it says, and again, this is talking about the wilderness. It says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years, here it is, in the wilderness. And here's, here's his purpose, okay? Here's his purpose, to humble thee. God will take us to the wilderness to show us we're not in control. God will take us to the wilderness to show our strength is weak. God will do that. He will take us to the wilderness because he's trying to teach us some things. He says, to humble thee, look at this, to prove thee. That prove thee, that's testing ground. That's testing ground. Let me tell you something. We all have testing ground. God will lead us to the wilderness that we may prove ourselves to him, that we might show him that we love him, that we may show him that we'll follow him. Boy, that's easy to say, Lord, I'll follow, but it's a whole different thing to obey it and truly follow. It goes on to say to prove thee, to know, look at this, to know what's in thine heart. If I could take each one of you in this room right now and I could bring you down and let you walk up this stage and as you walked at the top of these steps, there would be a large doorpost. And as you walk through that doorpost, what that doorpost would have a screen next to it and it would tell everything in your heart. Ooh, Nelly Bob, as I say, I wouldn't want that. Okay? You know what? Sometimes there's things in our hearts that we're not even aware of. We're not even, we don't even know them. We don't, the Bible says our heart's desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so he wants, here's his wilderness. Here's some of this teaching. To know what is in thy heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And so God has a purpose for this. I, as I was coming in here and I, and I met the missionary and, uh, of course, you know, our, our, our thing that when you begin to introduce yourself and talk to you, are you visiting or are you from here? Well, almost everybody's visiting, amen? I mean, this is the time of the year. But, uh, and then he said, what brought you down here? You know what I used to say? I used to say, well, it, it was my wife's health. And it was, but you know what? It was God's way of saying, Steve, it's time I'm going to take you in the wilderness. I'm going to take you a place where you know nothing. You know nobody. So you can learn me. So you can trust me. And so you can see that I'm trustworthy and I love you. Now let me say, through that whole process, God is good. But I can't tell you that it has not been hard. It has not been hard. The wilderness can be a hard place. Let me share some things about this wilderness with you this morning. First of all, the wilderness is a different place for each of us. The wilderness is a different place for each of us. The wilderness for some people, and the, the people that I deal with, is jail. God takes them and allows them to go to that wilderness. And as I was driving here this morning... As I was driving here, I was thinking about the wilderness and how God led. And there was a man named Anthony. 
Anthony, and I, I'm not going to give you all the details, um, but Anthony uh, was a man, he, he, he had great wealth. He had great, uh, uh, you know, um, ability. Uh, he, he had a lot, but God allowed him. And here's what he kept saying to me. He kept saying, I don't know why I'm here. I don't understand this. And I said, well, maybe God's led you here so that you can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and you can be saved. You can have all the money in the world, but that's not going to get you to heaven. You can have all the popularity, and that's not going to get you to heaven. You can have things, and that's not going to do it. And you know what? For a lot of people, unfortunately, it is the jail or prison. Many people come to Christ. And by the way, don't be so hard on them. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you and I would be there. It's God's grace. Many of us done things and probably should have been there. Thank Him for His grace and mercy. So the wilderness is a different place. It could be jail. The wilderness could be this, the death of a loved one. That's not an easy thing to face. Brother Warren, his nephew, 45 years of age, just dropped over dead. Healthy as a horse, I guess. I guess a horse is healthy. I don't know. You'll have to ask the doc here. But he was very healthy. Let me tell you something, that wilderness could be death of a loved one. That wilderness could be someone moving away from family. Or maybe it's you moving away from family. That could be a wilderness time. That wilderness could be a place of sickness. Or someone you love going through sickness. When we go through this barren land of wilderness of, you ready? Loss, maybe it's grief or despair. It does not cause the pain and heartache. You ready? It merely exposes it. It brings out what is in you. And so God, remember I said in Deuteronomy that he, that he may know you and he wants to, your heart. God is going to begin to take you to this wilderness for a reason. The reason there is he's going to take you to a place where he can work in your heart. He wants to show you some things. You say, what does he want to show you? Well, here's, here's what he's wanting to show. He wants to show what's in your heart. I say this, and I'll continue to say this until God comes, the Lord Jesus comes back. Your heart is the key to everything, and God knows that. And when he begins to reveal things to you, have you ever prayed for God to show you your sin? Because he will show you your sin. You know what? He's revealing your heart. Now, what is your attitude towards that? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with that when he reveals and makes what's known in your heart? The wilderness can be a dry place. The wilderness can be a dry place. It is a dry place in this passage of Scripture I read you earlier, 1 Samuel 23, 26. It's a dry place in David's life. David, can you imagine this? He, he is running for his life. David, now get this, I, I'm going to set the scene for you for a minute. David, way back here, has already been anointed by God to be the king of Israel. Way back here. Do you realize what time period it has been from when David was anointed king until he actually became king? Fifteen years. That's a long time, folks. That can, you ready? 
that can be a very dry place. God, where are you? How come you're not speaking? How come you're not showing yourself to me? I can imagine these things that David's gone through. And the desert can be a dry place. But one of the things that I want you to see about this dry place that is encouragement to me is that in those dry places, you can begin to learn that you can trust God. Do you think David understood why he was running for his life? Do you think he understood that God said, get to the wilderness? Do you think he understood those things? He did not. I don't believe he did. He didn't understand this. He was at a dry place in his life. But here's what he knew. He knew that he could trust God. See, you can trust God in the dry places. You can trust him. That scripture that I just read you there in uh, 2326, it said that Saul and his men came on one side of the mountain and David and his men went on the other side. You know what God was doing? He was showing that he could be trusted in the dry place of his life. The things that he was facing, the things that he was going through. What else is the wilderness? Well, the wilderness is also a directed place. It's a directed place. If you have your Bibles, you're more than willing to turn there. Matthew chapter number 4. Matthew chapter number 4. Very familiar scripture. Again, the Lord showing me the word, the thought, wilderness. Forgive me, I do not have a computer. I have the Bible, hard drive, hard copy there. But in Matthew 4, listen to this, verse number 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. It's a directed place. You say directed, how do you get directed? To be tempted of the devil, but he was led up of the Spirit. See, the Spirit of God knows exactly where to take you. He knows what to put circumstances in your life that you're going to face. He knows all those things that's going to transpire. He knows those. The Spirit knows where you are and where you need to be. And He knows what it takes to get you there. You can be directed. Now get this. You can be directed by that Spirit and heed that direction, or you can just wander. You can just wander. Do you realize the children of Israel, I don't know if you've, you've studied this out or even just looked at it a little bit, the longest it should have took the children of Israel to get from where they were traveling, three days. How long did it take them? 40 years. You think, now I'm not saying this being derogatory, but you think they were a group of knuckleheads? <laughs> By the way, don't throw too many stones at them because... I know I could be one of those knuckleheads too. But you can either be directed, you can let the Holy Spirit direct you and say, hey God, I'm going through the wilderness right now. Boy, it's dry. Boy, it's desolate. Boy, it's dark. But you know what? I'm so glad you've you got a purpose for this. You have led me there. Do you realize when he takes you through the wilderness, that it is also a period of time? There's a period of time. God's, see, he's got a purpose, his Holy Spirit. Now look at this. You say, what was the period of time? And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. There was 40 days that he's going through this wilderness experience. Now get this, Jesus himself has went through the wilderness. 
So he's not taking you through something that he's not willing to do himself. I like that. I don't know about you. I'm thankful for a guy that is willing to, to, that knows and understands what is taking place. So let's continue to move and see about this wilderness. What is this wilderness? Well, the wilderness can be a place that you can see God in your life. It's a place where you can see God in your life. You say, see God in your life. Yeah, you can see His power. You can see His power. Let me go back to 1 Samuel 23, verse number 26. And Saul went on this side of the mountain, and David his men on that side of the mountain. And David made haste to get away for fear of Saul, but Saul and his men compassed David and his men round about to take them. But there came a messenger to Saul, saying, Haste thee, and come, for the Philistines have invaded the land. Wherefore, Saul returned from pursuing after David and went against the Philistines. Therefore, they called that place, and I'm not going to even try to pronounce that. All right, but he, you see in this story here that David, David is seeing the power of God. He's seeing God's power. God, here it is, he's literally, he's protected him. He's guided. You think, who directed him to go check out those Philistines? It's God. Let me tell you something. When you're going through the wilderness, you need to see something. And God will show himself to you. He will show his power. He'll show that by doing circumstances in your life that you can say, okay, God, you're there. Boy, it's dry, it's dark, it's discouraging, but I'm so thankful that you're there. Not only does he want to show his presence, or excuse me, his power, but he wants to show his presence. You know what? I think about this. There is a, um, there's a gentleman that I'm dealing with in, in, in the Naples jail. And uh, he just lost his mother. He's incarcerated. You've got to get this. He's incarcerated. He just lost his mother. He can't go to the funeral because he's incarcerated. He has no other family. He has nothing. And you know what? He's going through the wilderness right now. I can see it. I can see it. And when I went to him the other day, man, he was so frustrated. And he began to, I mean, he literally unleashed on me. And I'm just trying to go and help him and encourage him. But you know what I've been praying? I've been praying, God, show your presence to him. God, show yourself to him. Wrap your arms around him, showing your love, showing that you're here and that you care. And then God, you know what? God sometimes uses people to show his love for others. God sometimes uses people to show his love, that he can, the presence of God, because he's in us, amen? He's in us, and he wants that. And sometimes God just uses a simple little thing. And, and that day, as I, God said, okay, I want you. Now listen to me. I am nothing at the jail. I'm a chaplain. That's it. I have no prestige. I have no power. Probably the chief doesn't even know who in the world I am and what I do. And that's okay. But you know what God said? Hey, go. And I just went down and I said, hey, this, this guy, he's really going through it. Is there something we can do to help him out? And the wheels start getting going. But more than that, I've been praying, God, please show your presence to him. I don't know if this man knows Jesus Christ as Savior. He claims, a lot of people claim to be saved. That doesn't mean they are. Just claiming. It's the believing and receiving Jesus Christ. 
but I want him to see God's presence. You know what? When God takes us through that wilderness, he's doing it for a purpose. He's doing it for the purpose. You say, what is the purpose? Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter number three. Listen to this. That I may know him. Listen, do you really know Jesus Christ? Now, I'm not saying, have you been saved? I mean, yeah, I can ask that question. Have you been saved? But see, people say, I know Abraham Lincoln, right? But do you really know him? See, there's a difference. See, it's getting to know intimately. And God will take you through the wilderness is to develop that intimacy with him that you may get to know him. That you might say, hey God, I know that I can trust thee. I know that I can pour my heart out to you. And in a time of need, you're my refuge. You're the one that I can come to. I can't count on anybody else. I have nobody else to go to, but I can go to you and I know that I can trust you. Let me tell you, God loves you and he's got a purpose for that. It's that we may know him. And look at this. And Brother Chris preached about this in Sunday school. The power of his resurrection. Glory to God that we have hope, church. We have hope. We got the power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, think about this. When you got saved, you were dead in your sins and trespasses, and he resurrected you. You are a miracle. I am a miracle because of what he's done for us. See, he's got a purpose for taking us through the wilderness. Maybe you haven't came to Christ today. Maybe that's why he's taking you to the wilderness, so that you can see him. See, you can't come to the Savior until you realize you have a need of a Savior. And it says, the power of his resurrection. Oh, man, could we just skip this phrase? The fellowship of his sufferings. Boy, praise God when we get this and get that. But woe is me when I got to suffer. Right? When we got to go through something. When we got maybe suffer a little persecution. Boy, that, the fellowship, the fellowship, the partnership of his sufferings. See, the, right here, this, the wealth and health thing, they, what do they do with this part of the verse? <laughs> what do they do with this? You know what they do? They leave it out. The fellowship of his sufferings. Let me tell you something. You can go through things, and you think about the many things that you went through, you would not have chose them. But God chose them for you because he knew this wilderness is what you needed, and he knew, and he wants to show his purpose to you. The purpose of going through some things. And then, he, I don't know about you, but there's been things I went through that were not pleasant, that I did not like, but after I got through them, I said, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, for letting me go through that. Because I got to know him better. And I learned that I can trust him and that I can look to him. I'm so thankful for a God that wants to show himself. Let me continue on and be made, oh my, conformable unto his death. Whew. Maybe God's... Maybe God's taking you through the wilderness to show you yourself. I don't like this, but God sure is trying. He is not trying. He is doing a good job of it, but he's showing him, me who I really am. And I have a choice here, just like you. 
I can learn from this purpose. I can get through it or I can keep wandering. My wife would say this to me. Pass the test. Pass the test. If you don't pass the test, guess what? You will take it again. (laughs) I don't know about you. Young people, plug in your ears for a moment. I did not like school and I did not like test. But you know what the test does? Reveals what you know. And shows what you know. (laughs) I'm so thankful that God's got a purpose. And that purpose is to really show himself. And through all that, you know what you can see? You can see his provision. You think about these children of Israel as they're going through the wilderness. We don't have any water. Speak to the rock. They're in the desert, folks. You know what a desert or wilderness is? It's uninhabited. (laughs) It means there's nothing there. It doesn't matter. God is. And wherever God is and you are, great things can happen. Not because of you, because of your God. And he wants to show himself. As I begin to bring all this together, the Bible talks a lot about God, obviously, but it talks about his right hand. It talks about his right hand. God's right hand is mentioned throughout the Bible. Here's what the right hand represents. You ready? I'm just going to give you these, and then we'll continue to move on. First of all, it represents his strength. His strength. Boy, you know what? Many times physically, we might think we're the specimen of health. We might think we have strength, and then God will let you get... I remember I I had hernia surgery. Boy, that knocked me back big time. And then you know what God began to show? Oh, you're not as strong as you think you are. But I can do all things. God's right hand will show strength. And that's what, and by the way, this represents here in the wilderness what he can show us. He can show us his strength. Again, it can show us his ability. His ability. Man, when I, I think about this today, and most, a lot of you don't know me like real well, but if you knew who I was, to get up here is a major struggle for me. Now you say, oh, you don't look like it. Well, you know, I'm a good actor, all right? But I'm telling you, I'm as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Long tail cat. I'm telling you. And you look at me, and I, I'm, I'm being serious, and I'm not putting myself down because God made me in his image. God made me the way he wanted to make me. But I'm here to tell you, I have no ability. I do not. And by the way, neither do you. And I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just trying to be real. But God has all ability. And you know what he wants from us more than our ability, more than our intelligence, more than our strength? He just wants us. How many of your husbands in here? 
right. Has your wife ever said this to you? Don't fix it, just listen. See, the ability tries to kick in. God says, just talk to me. I can fix it. Just talk to me. Through this, the right hand represents protection. And I've already shared this, and I'm not going to continue to go over this, but David, as he's going through this, God protected him. You think about this. David started as a shepherd. Where did he start? In the wilderness. He went from a shepherd in the wilderness to a king. What does God want to take you from what to what? God's got a purpose for going through the wilderness. The right hand represents that protection. The right hand represents salvation. I'm thankful for his salvation. The right hand represents his promise. The right hand represents his provision. Let me give you some verses. Again, the landing gear, that plane's coming down. We're going to land here. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Exodus 15, 6. Ruth 2, 12. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Psalm 98, 1. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things in his right hand, his holy arm, hath he gotten him the victory. And this verse here, one of my favorite verses, Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Church, I'm here to tell you that there's a God in heaven that knows where you're at. He knows you might be in the wilderness right now, but he's directed you. He is there and he's willing to help you. Maybe you're the part of the wilderness, you're coming, is that maybe you've never trusted Christ. And maybe he's taken you through those hard times. You know what? God God had to show me major sin before I came to him. And when he showed me major sin, here's what we do typically as human beings. We try to clean up and we try to straighten up. You know how long that lasts? Two days, right? Maybe a week if we're good. And God's saying, you can't. See, God will take you through that wilderness so that you'll say, I need him. But God maybe is taking Christians and you're going through that wilderness and you're saying, God, where are you? What's going on? I don't understand this. And God's saying, my right hand, just trust me. I love you, and I will take good care of you the whole way. He took care of David, didn't he? Yeah, and he'll take care of you. Maybe you're here today, you need to be saved. Christian, I don't know what you're going through. And by the way, when you're going through this wilderness, again, it's not easy. It's not fun. But one thing about the wilderness, it can be also, I love this, it can be a place of healing. (laughs) It can be a place of healing a place of victory. What's it going to be? Are you going to, when you go through it, are you going to listen and obey, or are you just going to wander? Because you will prove yourself. You will be tested. Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. Before I pray, I don't know what's on the heart. I remember when I got saved, November 16, 2003, I couldn't tell you what my pastor preached. <laughs> 
But I know the Spirit of God was saying, today is the day of salvation. And maybe that's you today. By the way, Billy Sunday was always, and I'll say this repeatedly, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going into your garage makes you a car. Trust Christ today. Maybe as a Christian, you're going through some things. The scripture I read this morning in Psalms was pour out your heart to God. Pour out your heart. Show him your heart. He knows what's in it, but he wants you to get to know him intimately. Father, I thank you for the great privilege to open up your word. I pray the simple thoughts, Lord, nothing I have is of great intelligence, but your word is great intelligence. Your spirit is great. And would you do what I can't? And I'm so thankful that you can do what I can't. Would you work in hearts? Lord, may there's someone here today, again, needs to know you. Would you save them? I know you will. You're willing. You're not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Lord, believers, God, would you help them? Would you strengthen them through this time of the wilderness? And God, we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.